Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros MLB. This is Leading Off Live, brought to you by Prize Picks. Sign up for Prize Picks today with that promo code Leading Off. It is me, Joey P. That, of course, is the Welsh, and it's you, the Peanuts, the Cracker Jacks, talking baseball. We got another call up. Welsh, another one. The rookie lookies never seem to end nope. in 2023. We're going to talk about that, what you should spend in terms of fab, how long this player is going to be up. We're going to talk about uh, the rejuvenation of Gunnar Henderson and a whole lot more here. Welsh, uh, I think we got to jump right into the rookie lookie because Luis Matos uh, got called up by the Giants. Mitch Hanager with an injury. We'll get to him in a second, but uh, it looks like Matos is going to be playing center field, batting second today. The 21-year-old was hitting 398 with a 435 OBP, a 685 slugging, seven homers, six deals in 24 games since getting the bump up to AAA. He started out in AA this year, so I know people are excited for Matos, but here's the big question. Is this a short-term kind of fix, or do you think Matos has more long-term appeal for our 2023 season? <sighs> I actually do. I think this is like a long-term thing. He was bound to come up. He's younger. Of mm -hmm. uh, Funny enough, I've kind of cited this exact thing with uh, Marco Luciano throughout the year of why he stinks, of how he came up with Corbin Carroll and C.J. Abrams. Well, so did Matos, and Matos is already here. He's got this really easy kind of like standy, upright swing, doesn't do too much, makes beautiful contact. The ball can actually fly. I kind of think we might be a little rookie-looky drunk in some of it where mm. you could have your expectations a little too high. But I do think Matos can be like a 15-15 guy at the majors. I don't know if it's going to go bonkers. I feel like his stolen bases might be a little bit more than power. All that aside, I think he's a potential 12-team pickup type of guy because I do think he's going to stick around for quite some time. And what he did, the other thing you got to remember, is like, this is a 21-year-old. He had a mm -hmm. under 7% strikeout rate in AAA, which is crazy. Those, it's crazy numbers. It was 9% uh, at AA. He also played in the AFL and was one of the best hitters. He's just a complete package. Just that package isn't like Ellie De La Cruz or anything like that. This is a, definitely a very exciting, exciting guy. But I'm, I'm going to also watch if he goes through some slumps, if there's any mm -hmm. you know ups and downs and uh, back throughs. But power, speed. Let's do it. Go pick him up 12 team. Probably not 10. Well, Hanniger uh, suffered a fractured right forearm when he was hit by a pitch uh, yesterday. Mm. So that's going to be a while. I mean, anytime something breaks, you're looking at a month uh, somewhere around there. So that's going to be a problem. So we'll see. We'll see if Matos can get the job done. Here's a question for you, too, in terms of fab budget. How aggressive are you going to be on that waiver wire? Again, let's say it's a 12-team league. Let's say all things being equal. Or at this point in the season, maybe you got half of your budget left. You know, I don't even know if that's practical at this point because I'm sure with all the injuries we've had and all of these rookies that have been called up, yeah. people have been so aggressive. I bet we have more like 35 to 40% of budgets left really at this point. I'll bet you, yeah, I bet you it's closer to like 30% of what everyone's yeah. got. I don't know. Th this isn't the hyper-aggressive to me. I think... There's a potential he might be a little bit more exciting in points leagues because of his inability to strike out in a good way. You know, so he's not striking out a whole bunch, which has been nice. Um, I just don't I don't know what the number is. Maybe 15 percent of what I have left. I might go in if I have a need at uh, outfield. This isn't one to me that is hyper aggressive. But I'd also say this. I don't know if I was like crazy on Matt McClain and Matt McClain has been 
kind of bonkers this year. So, mm -hmm. you know, the rookies are playing at a completely different level. Stolen bases are accessible at a completely different level. I just know what the power is going to look like in San Francisco for him. But if you can manage, you know, some decent batting average, not striking out stolen bases, runs at least three categories, be happy. And then maybe, maybe we'll see that bump up a little bit more. Before we get to the rest of the headlines for today, that was a big one. It just dropped not that long ago. Jake Foos. Now, Jake, we love Corbin Carroll here, but I just want to point this out. He says he, uh, Corbin Carroll, MVP odds now at plus 1,500. I got him at plus 10,000 a week ago. Good on you. Cash out. He's not winning MVP. I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to happen. Unless Acuna gets hurt. Unless Acuna gets hurt, it's <sighs> the only way, unfortunately. I think that would be the only way. And even then, even then. I just don't know if he's a public enough figure in the media yet for that award. I, just, starting, I just don't think uh, so. Joe, it's starting to turn. I'm going to tell you this. Well, you're in Arizona, so I think you have a little bit of a no. skewed national view of how you people know are embracing Corbin Carroll. I you do. Say, you say that. Um, I do. I said Lord that. I just Gurie said it. Lourdes Gurriel has more fan votes than Corbin Carroll for the All-Star game. That's asinine. And that's coming well, out of his hair is very exciting. Lourdes Gurriel's hair is very cool. Like, Corbin Carroll's legit on pace to be easy 30 30 guy um and i think there'll be more public spotlight especially into the all-star game when he makes the all-star game that's his hometown i think he's going to be featured into that the diamondbacks being the top in the end i think all those things are going to get him pushed more into the public light but again we're talking about like acuna having to be hurt and having to miss significant time carol's not going to win it that Carol's going to run away with the Rookie of the Year award. That's oh, not 100%. even a question That's at done. this point. And he might run away with, I don't know what they look like. It'd be fun to go and look. But what are the most dominant rookie seasons statistically? Corbin Carroll's going to walk away with what might be the most dominant rookie season at the end. Because he's, he, he's legit going to go 20-30 easy. That's our you know minus 350 odds. And then you go up 25-35 really really possible he might be a two 30 players two players have won uh mlb rookie of the year and mvp in the same year oh wow so, i wasn't even asking that that's a great stat okay so uh if anybody wants to venture a guess in the peanuts and cracker jacks in the chat there's been two of them i'll give you a hint they were both in the american league but only two players have been named rookie of the year and mvp in the same was it season. before you and i were born uh one of them was one of them not so much at all and uh, the other one is there was also one person who was named Cy Young in Rookie of the Year. Okay, uh, well, I think they all my I think, lifetime at least. I think a couple of the guys got the first one. Yeah, Trent Fleming got it. Yeah. Uh, Jerry got it. Jorge got it. They were all over this. Okay, Trent Ichiro. Is, Trent's like, give it to me. Give it to me. Ichiro, Ichiro was your best. So there was a Cy Young MVP rookie. There was that a Cy one, Young and there's another MVP. No, no. There was a Cy Young rookie and then an MVP rookie that we haven't mentioned. Um, and this was a very so good player. Three. I would say a so borderline Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm saying, no, no. I'm saying there's two that won MVP and Rookie of the Year, and then one that won Cy Young oh. and Rookie of the Year. He's a Rookie of the Year mm -hmm. since we've been born? Uh, since I've been born, yeah. No. Oh, How about okay. you? So that, I think it's right on the borderline. That gets it into the low 80s, like between 80 <laughs> and 83, everybody. So somewhere in there, if you guys are looking for I have no idea who the, like, uh, the David Johnson got is. it. It's Freddie Lynn of the Boston Red Sox back in the mid seventies there. Fred Lynn uh, was uh, a great player. For those. I want to say he was on the 75 team against the big red machine. Uh, and he was ticketed for a big career, had some injuries, ended up in 
Los Angeles had some good years for the Los Angeles Angels. They made the playoffs in 86. I believe he was on that team, if memory serves. And they lost to the Red Sox in the playoffs that year. So, yeah, uh, Freddie Lynn and the pitcher, if you know the pitcher, shout it out there. Let's go to some the, more headlines. In the well, meantime. the one thing I wanted yeah. to throw in real quick, I'm sorry to uh, throw you off there. But, That's right. again, back to the original part of the question would be like, what do the most dominant rookie seasons look like? Ichiro's rookie of the year season, he had 56 stolen bases, but eight homers, 242 hits, uh, hit 350, 69 RBI, 127 runs. So that's pretty dominant. It's not in our he face. He also like had the, an enormous amount of media attention on him when and he came to the States. He's completely different. It's, it's Comple different playing professionally than Corbin Carroll. But my point is, is like, what, what are the stacks there? 350 batting average is the yeah, big sure. guy. 127 runs, 57 stolen bases. Those I'm not are saying the Corbin Carroll doesn't deserve to be in that conversation. I think the point I'm making is that the Ichiro kind of elaborates what I'm saying is for this to happen in modern day baseball nowadays, it's got to be some sort of phenomenon. And Ichiro was that Ichiro. Everybody yeah. been hearing about Ichiro. Ichiro came over. And is that the rookie? I'm trying to remember what the Mariners did his rookie season. Was that the... I don't remember what year it was. One, 2001. But then that was the year where they won 120 games. Do you remember? <laughs> or whatever uh, it was. And then they yeah. lost to the Yankees in the playoffs after 9-11. That was that unbelievable record-breaking team. Yeah, a certain so team actually won. there was a lot won. going on there. just want to point out, if we're talking about those rookies, a certain team won the World Series in 2001. That's right. The Arizona Diamondbacks, no big deal. But what again, it's Here's like the, the answer to the other one, by the way. Lucas got it. Fernando oh, okay. Valenzuela. Fernando Mania, I want to see. I just think that Corbin Carroll might walk out of this with the most dominant statistical rookie season. Will it be the best? Maybe not. Uh, you could argue we could go back and look at a couple. I mean, last year, Julio and Bobby Witt were awesome in their stats. But, you know, we could get nuts. It might taper down. But guess what the floor is going to look like for Corbin the rest of the year? It's still going to be oh, 25-35. That, 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 that MVP, is, I think, what the floor looks look, like. You, look, if you're playing on a spot where you got it plus 10,000 and you can cash out now, now that it's plus 1,000, yes. like, do it. It's just, you made but money. Sit on your rookie Don't of the get year, greedy. like I am. Jeff, right, exactly. Hunter Brown delivered a, a very good performance. Uh, seven whiffs on 99 pitches, uh, so that's good for him. He is now 6-3 and three on the season, a 3-3-5 ERA, a 1-1-9 whip. 83 Ks, 26 walks over 75 innings. He's been exactly the guy that I was hoping and. he would be. Uh, I was all in. Love me some Hunter Brown. Gunnar Henderson showing signs of life again. He's now hitting 520 over his last seven games. He's got four bombs and two steals over that. So Gunnar Henderson, for all of you that bought low, for all of you that stayed the course, Listen congratulations. You're getting no. paid right now. Listen to the trade video. Uh, Want to point out with Hunter Brown, that's why the, the finger up here, eight to one rookie of the year was mm. at least yesterday i really still like him he's still uh, in this Yosh mix i've got a share of him and i think i got it at 10 or 12 yoshida is still number one at least this is the last I time i looked that. two days see, ago I, I, I don't see him I getting mean, that award i have that bet day. so i love it josh young <laughs> i think is uh maybe the guy but hunter brown is eight to one right now gunner's fallen down to fourth in that voting i think hunter might be the guy that you sneak in because he's going to go the rest of the year. He's not coming off. He's going to have double-digit wins. Mm -hmm. I think he might be able to sneak in. I think that's a really good bet. There's no point in betting the NL Rookie of the Year, but AL's got some value still. Yeah. Uh, AL was definitely one that was tougher to peg. Gunnar Henderson was my early investment. Wouldn't that be something if he came back all this way and just had a Because you know, you know and I know, if he has a monstrous last three months of the season, nobody's going to care about April. 
when it comes to Gunnar Henderson. And I actually have well, one that was at a man. very high number, which was Gunnar and Corbin Carroll together to win both. Really? And if that comes to fruition, I'm going to be a very happy boy. Uh, you know who's not happy? Wilson Contreras. Batting fifth Tuesday. He's five for his last 59 over his last 18 games. He did 201 over that stretch uh, over 62 games this year. Uh, here's a quote from him, too. I think I've lost my confidence, I lost my trust, and I lost the trust that I came into the season with. It just went away. Yikes. Welsh. Yeah. Wilson Contreras and the Cardinals, this has been a marriage made in hell so far for these two. Well, it's Marmol. It's Marmol has been <laughs> an absolute disaster. I, who could blame him, too? You signed this big contract. You leave. He wanted to stay with the Cubs. The Cubs couldn't afford. All that stuff was out there. He goes and signs this contract. And this team has botched every level of mm -hmm. everything and particularly with him. So, you know, it's, um, I was talking about this the other day, actually, it's funny in the like maturation prospect of prospects, how you can have this like really great offensive catcher. The, actually the guy in mind is a former Cardinal Carson Kelly talked about this a long time ago where he was this offensive minded catcher who then his defense was so behind. He spent a year focused on the defense that he lost his bat and that kind of went away. So you kind of forget, especially from the catcher position, because defensively it's so much maybe more in tune than anything else that, you know, if your focus goes in one way or the other, you can lose your confidence and you can lose it all. And, you know, like taking away the catching side may have just kind of defeated some of the confidence. And that team is the management seems inept. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing anything. I don't think anybody has a good read on it. So um, it kind of stinks. And I kind of think Wilson Contreras is just too talented of a player. So I don't know if his value is really low. I probably would try to go by if people are just like, what the hell's going on and not, you know, looking yeah. at the bigger picture. You know, confidence is such a big, part of it all you know and what a player loses confidence we've seen it you know whether it be the steve saxes of the world or chuck knoblocks of the world or rick ankiel you know when you lose that edge as a professional baseball player it can all go down south that's why ankiel to me is uh you know one of the great stories you know the guy who just you know was a, such a bright young pitching prospect who just completely imploded on the biggest stage of the playoffs no less and lost it and then somehow was a good enough athlete to come back you know it's funny we talk about otani so much and oh you know and and we roll out the red carpet for him and we should but looking back on it maybe rick and keel if he had been you know pitching and hitting at the same time and they just let him do both maybe he would be able to clear his head and just go out there and have a good three for four night and come back and it wouldn't have bothered him as much maybe. i don't know we'll, we'll never know but you know rick and keel has known this i never think of him Whenever I think of Otani, but now, you know, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Maybe that was the guy we could have had first do all this stuff that Otani's doing. He was a good There's a magical offensive player. I, I, I would love everybody to watch this show, by the way. Um, you know, YouTube. This show got, leading well, off. YouTube, yeah, oh. YouTube.com slash leading off or ML Fantasy Pros MLB YouTube channel. Uh, because there's this moment there I loved, which became very NPR, where Joe is his guy, he's got his lighting going on today, and he goes, <laughs> you know, confidence. Confidence really important, and then you just went on this like very like podcasty yeah. diatribe. I loved every moment of that. Joe was a magic sweaty balls. Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was very MPI. You're like confidence. Let's talk about confidence for a minute and your beautiful lighting, spotlight lighting. Confidence so underrated. It's just crazy. Let's talk about it. Goodness gracious. Keep Let's going. get to the rookie lookies here. That was really funny. Uh, Ronnie Mauricio day to day with that left ankle bone bruise. He took a real shot and I, for days there was nothing on him. 
which was pissing me off. I'm looking at Twitter. I'm, for the entire weekend, you couldn't get any update on this guy about this ankle injury. All you do is you saw it on Twitter. I was like, oh my God, did he break his ankle? What happened? It was a, it was a, a play at second base and the guy came right into him and luckily he's okay, but geez, like, can we, can we get some information for goodness sakes? Uh, the Rangers uh, promoted right-hander Owen White. Uh, he was highly regarded top pitching prospect, 23 years old. Uh, he was selected in the 2018 draft. He has a strong uh, 354 ERA, 114 whip, uh, 45 Ks to 22 walks. Again, the K rate a little lower, 53 innings. Yeah. What's your what's your take on him making the jump from Double A to Triple A? Owen White to me is not a guy that I'm chasing. Should other people chase? No, I don't. He's not like a big aggressive on me. I know Eno was kind of into it. Yeah, he got lit up though yesterday. Uh, strikeouts are way down. The I I I never love the stuff. Uh, he worked a lot with the major leaguers. There were a couple of guys that were like hand in hand with the major leaguers pretty much the whole time. He was one of those guys, slider, interesting, got a big curveball. He pitched in the AFL. Uh, I just don't think the strikeouts are he and it, it'll be interesting to see like a bigger start. You know what the pitch mix looks like. I actually I haven't gone and look at the pit looked at well, the while pitch you mix look at the pitch mix. Can up. we look at the peanuts and cracker jacks? Because yeah. uh, Tim Sawyer says I can't wait for motivational Mondays with Joe Pizapia. And then Lucas <laughs> says I have a velvet voice. I have the worst voice, which is hilarious because of what I do for a living. Now, maybe everybody hates the sound of their own voice. I've gotten numb to it. But I don't know. I don't know. If I it's think a you good just hate your own voice. voice. Did everybody else notice that? Was that just me? Like, I, don't I was hate listening it. to I'm everything you to said, it. but there was just this moment you were just like, confidence, guys. Confidence. Let's talk about. <laughs> are you lacking confidence? <laughs> you just became like a whatever, a pill, one of those pill could, type of I'd things. be a great motivational speaker. I think that's probably what I'm going to do as I get older. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. You motivate yeah, me all not? the time. By the way, Owen White. I travel, do all kinds of stuff. 44% cutter. So he had, he had the three variations of fastballs, sinker 14, uh, four seam 19, cutter 44%. The slider where he's got to get stuff going only through 17% of the time. through. So he had a really good pitch mix, but only a 22% CSW percentage, 22% whiff rate. The only two pitches he got whiffs off of were the cutter and the, uh, and the sinker. So those variations. Chad is really funny today. Where, <laughs> where's the confidence in your voice, Joe? I have Let's confidence in it. Confidence. I'm just numb to it. But I, I can I can honestly say, you know, f for instance, you, you have a great voice. Uh, Brian oh, Drake. people don't like friend it. So. Of, friend of the, the, the NFL podcast. Great voice. I love when Drake's on because I just love listening to his voice. I don't think I have that kind of voice. I think mine's more of like the character kind of thing. It's not quite Mad Dog Russo. It's not quite mm. that annoying, but it's more of that charactery kind of thing. That's you have thing. a characterness to it, but you're not giving yeah. yourself enough credit. We should turn well, down you. the. That's very kind. Yeah, of you. <laughs> actually, because I was going to do this here. Hold on, Joe. Let's talk about <laughs> confidence <laughs> with your voice. You have to believe in your voice. Hold on, let's get even more. <laughs> no, your voice is great. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. You well, look really sexy in that lighting. I yeah. just want to tell you. Hey, everybody. That's I your new, new Twitter Avi right there. Uh, the only problem is if you just took the hat off, maybe if the hair is not quaffed, I mean, the hair yeah, being the hair, Yeah, the hair is not good today. We didn't do anything. No, the hair is not it, good so. today. I mean, no. oh, goodness, that was really funny. I'm like, I actually got like a tear <laughs> in my eye, like Ric Flair. Uh, who also has a tear in their eye? Uh, the Yankees, because Anthony Volpe has <laughs> not been good. Now, last night, they have a couple hits. And somebody pointed out on the Twitter machine, which I thought was astute, 
that his stance was closed off more than it's ever been all season. Well, you want to know who pointed it out, actually? Who was I, it? Uh, one okay, actually, Mike, it got here. If this is the, <laughs> Because this was one of my favorite things I read. The thing I read, and, and again, this might be like, I'm totally seeing something stupid, but the report was that he was like on an off day hanging with Austin Wells and a couple of the other guys, and they caught it. Um, <laughs> they also yeah. said they were like eating like, spaghetti or something like something totally uh stereotypical i might be getting got on a story but the thing was that he was sitting with a couple guys that he had played with in the minors and they caught and saw that his stance was off right and that's I mean, the adjustment here's a here's a question i'm the professional hitting coach for the new york yankees this is my job every day to watch everybody and then to watch film of my younger players to see why they're struggling at what point did somebody like did it take I don't know, 12 weeks for somebody to go look at that footage. If so, that, I mean, and I'm not one of these people that says, you know, you should you know, fire the hitting coach, but that just seems to me like a, a huge drop of the ball. Joe, by the hitting I'm coach telling the you, Yankees. just saying, um, in my time, there's people have done so many better things in baseball and been around and accomplished more and less, but like the amount of time I've been around in <laughs> baseball, especially at lower levels, but AFL to all this, mm-hmm. the amount of hands off coaching that comes within organizations i personally feel would blow your mind you think oh no teams would be we sit here and look at stats and we're like oh this is you talk to players and like curtis mead with the rays that's one that always stands out to me Mm. he had this amazing right he went and played during covid during the australian league came over to the Mm. rays had this awesome year sent out to the afl holy crap what's going on with curtis mead i talked to him i'm like oh man you know awesome year hey what did the rays what have the rays done with you and he's like nothing Nothing. They did nothing with him. And then you take on this report of baseball, like limiting uh, analytics departments and hires and stuff like that. And it's like, no, this is what we need more of. We need more people to dissect. But this, this isn't even analytics, Walsh. This is visual. No, no, this I know. It's so but- easy to look at a guy who's had success. And this is the thing that always makes me crazy. A guy has success. And then sometimes, and I don't know if this was the case too, sometimes somebody thinks they're the smartest person in the room and they try to change them. And I don't unlike yeah. when they do that. You know, every you know, hitter has their own little tweaks and their own little things in every swing. Same thing with pitchers too. Now that's different because mechanically speaking, there's things you can fix to do things better. You can do that with hitting, but if a guy's gotten to the big leagues and been a top prospect, you kind of just let him be him. So look, it's, it's a, it's something to really monitor right now. So if Volpe got dropped in your shallow league, if he could be had for nothing in a dynasty league right now, I'd be buying everywhere just to see, because I've watched the kid play in person. And he's a terrific young player. He is much better than what he's shown so far. And he's shown you basically nothing. I mean, over the last few weeks, hitting 127 with three homers over the last 25 games. I mean, that is that he should be sent down for that. But if this is just a matter of closing off the stance a little bit and getting back to something he used to do, it's either the hitting coach's fault for changing it or the hitting coach's fault for not recognizing it sooner. Either well, way, somebody's got to be accountable here. I think it's I think it's like recognizing it. That's the thing that now I Now I sound love. like Mad Dog. It sounds like Mike and the Mad Dog from New York Sports. We're going to hold somebody somebody's accountable. Somebody's got to do something here, Welsh. I don't know what's going on here, but somebody's got to do something because it's crazy. It's out of work. It's unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, really Mike Mayer suggestion motivational penguins would be a great mascot. Oh, for the show. yeah, that would be good. Penguins. I actually think a motivational series like Joe's Corner, like we have Joe's Corner where it's like I all grew lit up, up with Kiner's and then it's like back in the day as a mess. You know, let, let me, me tell, tell you. You know with Volpe, the other thing, this might be uh, um Oh, did I do a Welsh's? I don't know if I did a Welshism. Someone's saying Welsh-ism. I did a Welshism. I, I didn't even yeah, tell us what the Welshism was. I 100% probably did it. Um the and maybe this is like a crutchy thing, but when I see a guy with Volpe's talent who has 14 stolen bases, nine homers while hitting a buck 91. 
I go back and I'm like, this is a guy when he gets it going is going to absolutely ball out. So like <laughs> to be able to rock this while struggling, I'm very much into. Now I'm dying to know what my Welshism was. Oh, but, and by um, the way, Tim, yes, my kids do look forward to career. I've already spoken to my kids for whatever career day, their classes. They wanted me to come in. I did cool stuff. I set up kids in their class like they were hosting a show and I was counting them down to commercial and doing the whole thing in like – you know, behind them saying, okay, you know, 30 seconds, you got to get out on time, all this stuff. And they had a blast with it. It was so much fun. Uh, they loved it. It was a big hit. Joe walks day. in. He's like, kids, let's talk kids. about confidence. I'm a television star. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm on you TV. Know? Yeah. yeah. Wh what's the Welshism? I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Like five people. Wonky said it was her favorite in a while. And I, we don't know what it was. Can so. somebody please put what the Welshism was? I don't. Positivity with Pisa Pia. Larry did it. Larry never lets us down. I haven't seen Larry in the chat in a while. Where you been, Larry? All right, let's get homers. to some more stuff here. Bunch of injuries. We mentioned Mitch Hanniger. Max Muncy was out yesterday. Ryan Mountcastle goes to the 10-day IL, retroactive to the 9th for Vertigo. I can only mm. imagine it was because uh, Mike Mayer was hanging him upside down or something like that from the Dong Bong. Dong Aloya yeah. Menez is still out. You know, I think I think you, everybody, you know, if you want to have a voodoo doll of Aloy Menez at this point, like, I think you're allowed. I think it's just gotten ugly. It's frustrating. He has been the most frustrating player, I think, in the last two years because he's that constant tease if he starts to hit and then he gets hurt and then he starts to hit and then he's out for a month and then he's out for three months and then he comes back and he hits and he's out. It, it's the worst. Uh, Brandon Belt went to the IL. Told you yesterday that was going to happen. Joey Gallo came back from the IL. Jazz Chisholm told reporters that he'll undergo offseason foot surgery. Welsh foot injuries for players like Jazz Chisholm are typically not good. Uh, no. I don't like this at all. I would be looking to move on in keeper formats from Jazz uh, if you can get the right deal. I would rather have Volpe than Jazz Chisholm rest of career. Oh, hot take. Man, nope. that's the – yeah, that's kind of hot. That one's um, – I don't think it is. That one's a little bit tough. Uh, Who would you rather I, have, I, Eloy or Jazz? Have we forgotten what Anthony Volpe was doing at double A last year? Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Who would you rather tremendous. have, Eloy or Jazz in Dynasty? Ugh. I'd, I'd rather jump off a tall building. I think Jazz. You know. I said this before the season. Jazz might be the next big. I'm always injured guy. Like can never live up to yeah. it because he's always got a thing, and he has always had a thing. It's shoulders, it's shoulder, head, knees, and toes is where he's gone with it. So maybe I don't think I'm ready to be like that dramatic of what you're talking about. But I will say maybe Volpe <laughs> and Jazz are not as go. far off. So this was the Welshism. Success is never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> I guess. I don't There's remember. There's no way I said it. that. I don't know. I, I Did think we say that? Told. I didn't I don't even say remember. That. That's actually a that. really great Success quote. Success means never having to say you're sorry. That's that's not accurate. That's that not, would be uh, a great. That's a very intelligent. That goes quote, right so there with hit the ground rolling. That's not what I said. That's a good one. Uh, Jordan Alvarez won't participate in baseball activities for at least three weeks. Uh, Jose Quintana is beginning his rehab assignment yesterday. Uh, Joe Musgrove says he's dealing with bursitis in the Elmo, I guess, uh, in the Elmo. The elbow? <laughs> <laughs> elbow hurts so bad for Joe Musgrove. Elbow, no good. Elbow swell up two times size. <laughs> Mus Musgrove, elbow. <laughs> Joe Musgrove, no elbow, no, no good right now. Elbow what? hurts. What? Joe Musgrove, limited innings. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> this is, by the way, the numbers just keep going up for live watchers as the stupidity goes up today. <laughs> I don't know why I said elbow. I really don't. Uh, but elbow uh, issue for him. 
So just monitor that. And it doesn't seem to be affecting him. It just apparently went in the cryogenic chamber when he had the foot thing and it affected his elbow, he said. This is a wild story. What? Yeah, like he went in there to try to like speed up the foot injury, but I guess it had like a negative effect on his arm. This is what he's like, saying. I don't know. This sounds like a don't exper- smoking. <laughs> this is an experiment gone wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds terrible. That sounds awful. I hope his almost okay. Uh, also, uh, just for fun, Ramiel Tapia signs a one-year deal with the Brewers, so keep an eye on that if you hey. want to. George Kirby on the ups, one earned or unearned run, excuse me, six innings, 10 Ks. Kirby was awesome. I'm sure Welsh loved this last night. Well, just Devers. pointing out, I, I did say he was like really good linchpin of the thing, and someone got he on did. my case about it, but no he big did. deal. He said it. Uh, Raphael Devers, two for five with a pair of homers against the Rockies, and Wheeler, six innings, seven Ks, got a win. The three down, Chris Bassett, bad. Eight earned runs in three innings, 11 hits. I saw somebody Ooh. tweet. They said, I thought Manoa was on the mound. <laughs> I I saw oh, funny and true. Uh, Luis Severino, five earned runs in four and two thirds for him. He was bad. His ERA is over six and a half almost right now. Uh, Max Scherzer, also bad. Six earned runs, three and a third. Here's a question. He gave up two home runs last night. His ERA is at four and a half. Is Max Scherzer closer to a turnaround or closer to retirement? Welsh? Ooh. I would say a turnaround for this year still, even though it's been uh, wonky, as I would say. Not the Penguin. But I don't know. That line's pretty close. Elmo loves Penguins. (laughs) Would you rather have Joe Musgrove's Elmo or Max Scherzer with the eyes? Which one is better? <laughs> Emma, I love baseball so much. Your impressions get me every. I'm still crying. I just have tears in my eyes. I don't know why I said Elma. I have no idea. It was so just, funny. it was with the. All right, let's get back on track. We're running long. We got to, we got to tighten this ship up today. But today's. Been oh, yeah, yeah. We, I have a thing after uh, this. Too. Very high live listeners today, too. And I mean, just high. I mean, like high number. But anyway, yeah. prize picks. Sign up for prize picks today. Use that promo code leading off. Get 100% deposit match. Up to 100 bucks when you do. Uh, Welsh, pick some prizes, and then we'll fly through DFS and some betting for the folks today. Hey, no big deal. Picked you guys a winner yesterday with all of the stuff and the things. Hopefully you guys played that. Those three smacked yesterday. So thank you for playing along. Uh, this Today, this I'm say this week. Today, I've got Daniel Lynch earn runs two and a half over against the Reds. I've got Josh Young hit run RBI one and a half over, and I've got Mookie Betts score eight and a half cash it for two days in a row that is what i am hoping to do uh tim is asking for motivational speeches from elmo but i I think it's we're running long today maybe another day that'd be a Um, good series to do down the road yeah uh let me me get to some of the prize picks for me tyler glass now all in today this is my big investment eight and a half pitcher strikeouts whenever we see that number it's a it's an under okay I know, I know. You say, oh, it's Oakland, all these things, but still, eight and a half, it's a high number. You're better off with the under on that one. Ellie De La Cruz, eight and a half, hit her fantasy score over. Juan Soto, seven and a half over on the fantasy points for him. On the betting side today, the Yankees, minus 104 on the money line. The Cincinnati Reds, minus 109 on the money line on the road. Those are some really good ones right now. You can make some good money on that. Miami, plus 180, why not? Why not against the uh, against the uh, Seattle Mariners? It's possible. Miami's played really well. But here's my favorite thing. Three-leg parlay. Yankees, you take the Rays to beat the Oakland A's with Glass now on the mound and the Miami Marlins in the upset. That gets you almost to plus 600 on betting pros. So check that out. Ben oh, Lively, four and a half Ks over. Also, Yuri Perez, five and a half strikeouts over <clears throat> in this matchup today. 
That team strikes out a ton, so he has a good shot there. And I'm going back to the Adolis Garcia, one and a half total bases over. You're getting plus 135 on betting pros on that. Welsh, what do you have on the betting side today? I've also got the Ben Lively. Mm-hmm. I like that one, four and a half Ks over. I wouldn't be afraid to also throw that into a price pick, so I was actually just trying to pick some other ones that I really like. I like Garrett Cole, six and a half strikeouts over, minus 105, at least when I checked it last night. And the Reds' money line through the first five was minus 130, so those are my three favorite plays so far today what's this poll that has been put up that uh, mayor put up a poll like about? is volpe the most overrated since Derek <laughs> jeter he's not yeah i don't know he's not uh by the way the real thing is love is never having to say you're sorry that's the real quote not what did you say <laughs> love never is never well i see in the chat kelly no. said that razor made up the welshism of success means never oh, having to say you're sorry you know what that's that's you know what good enough for me uh, yeah, also, I mean, people sense. are now clamoring for an Elmo De La Cruz t-shirt, which, I mean, oh. he does play for the Reds. That is Pretty Elmo's good. color. I mean, you know what the saddest part? Like, somebody's going to be watching Joe Musgrove pitch this week, and they're going to be flipped around the channels. They're going to watch oh, yeah. Joe Musgrove, and that this is all they're going to think about. Yeah, is, 100%. That makes me happy. Uh, let's go on here uh, to another thing that makes me happy, which is so rare. If you haven't already, give it a try. FancyPros.com slash collect. Again, it's free. Uh, Welsh has got amazing videos up on the channel of a how-to. Don't be intimidated by it. It's actually really easy. It's really fun. You pick your players. You scout. You open the packs. These are your players. They're your digital cards, and then you go compete. You create your own little fantasy team, and you have a little budget. It's really cool. Check it out, and when you do, make sure you also check out fantasypros.com slash leadingoffleague, and MLB so rare is a fun thing to do with baseball. Also fun in the daily fantasy world, Ben Lively, 7.8. He's your punt pitcher of the day. Tyler Glasnow, though, that's my sweet spot. 10.1. Garrett Cole, 10.6. I kind of want to fade away from the 11K guys of Kershaw and Valdez because I just don't think you have to. Valdez doesn't have Alvarez in the lineup. Uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw, you can go up there, but he could save $1,000 by going to Glasnow. I don't care if the A's are starting to win games. I don't care. By the way, there's going to be two A's in the waiver wire video, if you can believe it. That's crazy. Tampa, Dodgers, San Diego. That's where you're looking for offense. Jason Hayward in the middle of that Dodger lineup, 2.6. Machado, 2.9. Those are places to go. And I'm going to try for some redemption here. Adolis Garcia. Mm. Adolis Garcia. Uh, Adolis, I'm going to go with the home run call again. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to shake it off and try to love again. Welsh, where are you going for your home run call today? And wish we'll get we the board back art. tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, wish we had, because I got Corey Seager yesterday. I got that. Uh, so I don't know where I'm at now. I think I might be in the 20s. I'm going to go with Josh Lowe today, get him back in the lineup, hopefully, and uh, smack a homer and get me to 21, 20? I don't know. I'm somewhere between 19 and 20 right now. So Josh Lowe, my home run call. There you go. Well, this there has been go. a very special episode of uh, Leading Off. Um, I thank all leading of you for joining off, us. Love you. <laughs> leading off so fun Emma love lead Emma love Welsh Emma love peanuts Emma love Cracker Jacks Emma love all of it if, if, you know I, you I should have gone well. up for that job I, yeah I yeah. should have looking back on it and you know what Kaysen's right at the end of the day you're family here that's what you are so we appreciate you hanging out with us we'll be back again to do it all over tomorrow if you can believe it so that'll do it for us the story of the game goes on go subscribe to Fantasy Bros MLB YouTube channel so we can grow mustaches next week we're ready to go And uh, that's it. Welsh, we'll see you next time, kids. Bye. Bye. One more Welsh.